So what? We done with this now? <laughs> Born in trouble. No, we are not done. Welcome to the 35th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. How y'all feeling today? How y'all feeling? Manly John X. Manly John X, that's right. I figured that since you could read it, you were going to read quite, it out loud, so I figured I'd, I figured <laughs> I'd like throw something new up there, so that way you can get it out of your system, Mr. Brooks. Mr. Robert Brooks, Philadelphia, Hello, Pennsylvania, how you doing? Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi. I'm not high. I'm not saying hi. Speaking of high, from Los Angeles up, parts unknown, California, Mr. Gene Hopkins. And I am high. And he is high. I'm talking about higher than giraffe nuts. <laughs> higher than giraffe nuts. Been there. <laughs> Lovely place. Special shout out to me. Special shout out to Mr. Grant Lancaster from Detroit, home of City Wings. Out there frying them wings today. He won't be he won't be joining us this evening. He's actually on his way to parts unknown because we don't drop that information. You know the the song uh uh is it called no, yeah, yep. uh, uh, yep. uh-huh. roller coaster. No, is it roller coaster? Roller coaster. Nah, it's not that. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's similar to ro- it's similar to roller coaster, mm-hmm. but it has oh fire. When fire, do we all- yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, every time uh-huh. we talk about Grant, you know, because of his job, that oh, shit yeah. just starts going off in my head. Fire. <laughs> fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it's similar to roller coaster, same genre, era, and all that. Yep. You know? Your boy is on fire. Hopefully, not. You know, he's there to stop that. But well, we're going to get right into it today, fellas. How y'all what doing? What are we getting into, John? We're getting into it right now because I've been taking lessons on how to do this better. It's probably not going to work. <laughs> it's probably not going to work. <laughs> He's been studying, that's right. I've been reading my book. Grasshopper, give studying it to him, Sensei. <laughs> Can I please stop punching this tree with my broken hand? Can I? Can I? Doing Kill Bill no. now. No, no. No. Oh. <clears throat> no. So what we're gonna get into first tonight on the um anniversary, I don't know if y'all have looked and saw that um Eric Garner has finally had his day in court. Or at least they're finally going over the incident that happened that started out a lot of these movements um, was one of the incidents that started a lot of the movements, the Black Lives Matter movement. And that's the death of Eric Gardner in Staten Island at the hands of a police officer, Daniel Pantolino, who is now no longer employed by the police. He left but collected paychecks for another seven years before he actually um, stopped being paid by the NYPD. And now they're going over the circumstances. And one of the police officers said that the interaction started because he witnessed Mr. Gardner 
from 350 feet away. Sell a loose cigarette to someone. First of all, he should have been somewhere in the optical field or like in a laboratory somewhere to study his extraordinary eyesight. But there's a whole bunch of other idiosyncrasies with what he said, what he purported happened, what he reported happening. And seven years later, of course, now that things have started to die down a little bit, they've decided to have the trial. And I don't want to that privilege a, a thing. Ain't that a wonderful thing? Well, if you're a cop in Staten Island, you should apply. It's you should for have decades. It's worked for millennia, centuries. You should have applied in Staten Island, Gene. That's the job to have. You got. Whoa. You'd have. Done. I would. Yeah, no, I was. I'm gonna tell you something. I wasn't ready for life until I was fucking late thirties. Okay, I, it was a good thing I was down in Mayberry because the the trouble I could get into was limited. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if I was in, you know, look, My, look, sometimes, sometimes I can uh, sympathize with uh, Christopher Donner. So mm. I'm not built like. Yes. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, you know, uh, I don't condone. But you know, I, I understand. But you don't that condone. Manifesto, my man. That's that's the two C's. You don't condone and you don't condemn. But um, going into going into um, it had me thinking about that video where the guy. Did you see where the uh, paraplegic guy in Dayton, Ohio, got pulled out by his hair? Yeah. So. Oh, uh, I, I brief, briefly. Briefly. Yeah, a glance. So for a quick. I glanced at it. Yeah. So for some quick content text, I just uh, let these gentlemen know what I was going to be bringing up. And that's one of the things. His name is Clifford Owensby. He's 39 years old. He's paraplegic um, in Dayton, Ohio. And of course, there's always more to the story. And we didn't really hear too much more about that story. So it had me wondering, like, why? What happened? So I looked into it. And it turns out that Mr. Owensby has been accused of being a drug dealer in the city. I'm going to say accused instead of saying that he is, but I'm going to say accused. And we don't know that. We don't know that. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. It's alleged. That's right. So they have seized $40,000 from him since 2008, claiming it was drug money. What kind of drugs? They didn't say. They're, what happened was they're using, there was a prior arrest. He did have a prior arrest, so this is not exactly a great, clean guy. This is not like Father Murphy. But the law in Ohio is that they can basically take a certain amount of money. And Mr. Owensby, before, he had been caught previously with 3.5 grams of marijuana at one point in time. And because he had the 3.5 grams, which is a substantial amount of marijuana, if you're rolling one big fat blunt, (laughs) be a huge fucking blunt. It would be a huge blunt, but when you say huge, 
you have to let the non-smokers understand what we're talking about. So, Gene, what would a three it's about, and a half? It's about three blunts. That's about three blunts. It's like three it's blunts, like three cigars. Three blunts, three, three, three cigars. Blunts. Yeah. So, so, is that going to get you through a hotel a party? party? Like, it's, right. <laughs> Thank you. Great mind. That's not yeah. even. That's not even you and your boys sitting around for the day. You know, that's not like. Yeah. Not even Sunday football. Not even depends Sunday. on it. It depends on look the type of bud. You know, if it's some bullshit, then yeah. You yeah, know, that yeah. Ain't that's but important. Back in Newport. That's important. That's important. <laughs> that's <laughs> a half a pack of Newports. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Well, it did have chain a chain smoking that motherfucker. It was a whopping street value of fifty dollars. But I just have to let you gentlemen know that this was not what occurred on this particular day when they grabbed him up by his braids and dragged him out right. of the car. This had happened some somewhere around 2005. Hold on, man. Hold on, dude. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's in a wheelchair for what? I don't know. I don't know why he's in a wheelchair. I don't. I don't know if he got shot or anything. They okay. didn't say anything is it, about that. I mean, is he, per, no, is he paralyzed? Is he's my, paralyzed. He's paralyzed. Yes, he's paralyzed. Okay. Yeah. So, so they, they need not even mention the marijuana. He's he's got a pass. You know what I'm <laughs> Fuck all these motherfuckers. He gets a pass. It's understandable whether it was three point five grams or three point five ounces. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. You know. Okay. Dude has you know he has a green card, but I see where they're trying to go with this by digging some of that bullshit up. But go ahead. Well, here's the thing. They've actually, because the house that he was leaving, they say it's a known drug house. Um, they've pulled him over three times, and total, they've taken from this guy $40,000 over the years. And they use... The paralyzed guy? Yes, the paralyzed guy. They've seized oh, $40,000 from out of his car. He hasn't been charged right. for any drug charges. Besides that, one right. time, years ago, the... Hot, not the half a hotel party were for weed. Not even a quarter of a yeah. hotel. That might get you through the first hour. You know I'm pulling for him. I, yeah, I have I'm to put it in. Yeah. But, so, 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 but you know, he, he it sounds like he out there getting it though. He is. He probably listen. He could be, but he's not dumb enough to like <laughs> put anything in his car. So, but the simple fact right. that they've taken this. Now, here's the thing. The law in, in Ohio says that you can take up to $15,000. Up to $15,000, you can't take any money from a suspect it, it without a conviction. So, it just so happened when he was leaving this house that he had $22,500 on him. So, they could seize that money. And it turns out that Dayton is one of the um, biggest users utilizers of seizing money from criminals or criminal activity, I should say. So here we are in, you know, you're... However moral. However moral, right. Now, here you are in California. Or immoral. Right. Here you are in sunny California, right? You know, doing your thing and everything, doing your thing. This cat's in Ohio doing, like, something else or whatever, and they're taking money from them indiscriminately. So the topic was, why do people run from the police? This is one of the reasons why. They're coming for your pockets. This um, particular police department has taken millions and millions of dollars from people. They ain't the only one. <laughs> no, they're not. 
That's just an epidemic. You might even say it's a fucking pandemic. <laughs> it was around before COVID. Yes. These yeah, it was. Made these, they made these laws. They purposely made these seizure laws. And it ain't just illegit money. It's it's uh it's also legit money that or gray area money or legit money that you have to spend resources to go and get it back. Yeah, That's correct. If it is legit, you know what I'm saying. So they're just doing a broad sweep, just like the the, the nets that's killing our oceans. <laughs> they're doing a broad sweep for for a certain type of fish, you know. And you know that's just it's. Getting it back. It's, no it's, 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 it's the continuing weaponized weaponization though of poverty. Yes. And oh, to, yes. to continue to strike people back into poverty when possible. Yes. yes. And, yeah. and yeah. And slavery, which is the prison industrial system. So, yes. you know, you go ahead and, and, and scoop up some slaves. Because well, you know, they, and, they, and they 30 exact, cent an hour. And that's essentially what they're doing. They're working for free. Because now that kid Everyone knows that drugs come into the United States of America, and this is part of the argument for legalization of drugs in America, okay? Because the guy who's out there in Columbia who's getting $20,000 for a key, and he's pushing, like, all these keys, and the prices that are going up and going up, going up on each level to the point where it finally gets to that corner boy. And that corner boy goes out, and he may be working for all day long to get himself $100, or $150, only to have Detective O'Hurley come and pull him up over on the side, shake him down. Detective who? O'Hurley. The- O'Hurley. <laughs> O'Hurley. We're going, we're going back to the early uh, 1900s. We'll go back to stereotypes. The- all right, so, hey, whatever. Well, I'm, yeah, all right. I'll, gangs in New York. All right, let me just say. Hey, hey, in, 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 in modern New York, you know, it could be Officer Hernandez now. It could be Hernandez. It could be Gustafson. Yeah. It, it could, could be Hernandez. Be, it, it could be Johnson. It could be Johnson. It could be anything. You, you know, there is no color in that uniform. We all know that. There's no color in it. There's only one color in that uniform and in that gang. Blue. But, but generally, this guy is putting himself on the line all day long, having shootouts, all types of stuff, only to have a guy come and dig his pockets. And he walks away and comes back and says, they're animals. But you're stealing from the animals. You won't stop them from doing the crime because you'd rather wait for the crime to be completed and then you're not going and you're not convicting these kids because you need this money. So whenever that kid sees you, he goes, you know, you walk up on him, you say, listen, soft way or the hard way, run your pockets. Some of it gets You know, the interesting thing doesn't. is, though, that, that, that there are lawyers who make a living off of... Uh, going and get half of your money back and they don't have any issues getting it back either they'll go get it back because they take so much money they don't even give a shit who comes back for it it's all gravy baby oh we got to give that little bit back here you had that back and it's all between the people who got it illegally and aren't going to come back and claim it and then the people who can't afford to file the claim and hire the lawyer to come and get it Oh, the lawyer, you ain't got to, yeah, if, if, if your case. Oh, the lawyer, you got to give him like a percentage what he, hears, what he gets back. He, 50. It's 50. Uh, and the, and it, if a discount is 30. It's like, as low as 30. But even you the know, mob it has loves this, those numbers. Yeah, well, you the know, problem, it's 50. 
The problem with all of that is that it doesn't necessarily have to be drug money. For example, this guy, $40,000 in cash, they can't make any line, direct lines from any drug activity whatsoever for any of the cash that they've taken from this guy. That's why they made the laws. They don't have to. Right, exactly. It's and that's just the some point. Like reasonable and that's reasonable suspicion yeah. or just a number. Right. And just that, a number. Like if it's this number, you know, then America has made it illegal to have that much money without three levels of credentials on you at the same goddamn time to explain that shit. They can legally take the shit right then and there. You might be able to get it back, but they can legally, they have the right because there's an amount associated. Might be able to get it back. That's the key word. And as soon as I read that, it reminded me of something else I had read years earlier about a father and a son. They were black father and a son. They were both into cars. And um, they had found a Mustang, like a rare Mustang or something like that on the road. And his son wanted, he had worked all like for like two years in the summertime and saved up like $10,000 working in construction. And they decided to jump on the, on the Amtrak, go pay for the car and buy the car. Federal agents come onto the train. They're looking people, they're going through different stuff and everything. They ask him about it. He tells them exactly what it's for, exactly where they got the money from. They took the money anyway. And at the time I was reading the story, I believe it had been like something like seven years since that had happened. And the fight was presumably lost because they just said they weren't giving the money back. It's a way to tax people for having cash. If you don't put your money in, that's really the argument because like the argument is, well, you can put that money in a bank and go someplace else and take the money out and be good, you know. It's to stop you from doing cash transactions. You know, it's like the punishment, the crime at that point in time isn't actually doing something illegal. It's going and having cash, spending cash, doing cash business. And cash business is under attack here in the United States. You know, Joe Biden has put this thing through, the Biden administration put this thing through where every um, transaction over $600 now is recorded. And they had before that they had put if you do a Ven, if you do Venmos or wire transactions for more than that amount it gets reported to the IRS. So these things that made giving money to your family more simple, not places like Western Union, made them change their whole business model and made it easier for people to do things. Makes it easier for us to all go out to dinner and one person yeah. to pick up the check. You know, it makes it just makes life easier. But now it's being weaponized against us. So and that's something that's broader for everyone else. But what they're doing to this Owens B dude and what they do all the time, this is a they've police departments have collected millions and millions of dollars in these neighborhoods. Um, I don't know if I should tell this story or not. But fuck it, I started, so I'm going to. But you're going to anyway. I'm going to. Like, um, someone I know works for a retired police officer, and he was saying that, like, one of the problems with his retirement is that he doesn't have as much money. And I'll just leave it at that. And the fact that he says that he's only got one source now, he's only got one source, you know, he's only got his pension now. He can't shake nobody down. Right. So you wonder what these, you wonder why these people are mad and why people, it's not really a mystery, (laughs) This stuff isn't a mystery. Anyone knows. Everyone knows what goes on and what happens. So, 
you know, anyone anyone have anything to say about that? No? Uh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, know I that, can tell you this: that I didn't take the, mo- I didn't take money. I had an opportunity to take money, and I didn't take it. And in the same breath, I tell you, I regret that decision because they got rid of your ass. Because <laughs> you, no, take- they didn't. Oh, no, well, I mean, but, you know, because I don't feel the same right now. I feel like that was, a, that was, I deserved that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I deserved it. Reparations, no, no. call it what you want. I needed help, shit, and that was it. And, and, and Jesus Himself provided that shit right to me, and I turned it down. Turned it down. Over some bullshit rules and policy, bro. Now, bro. Was, was it was it well known that you did that? No, was it, no, it wasn't. Are you sure? No, I mean, are you sure? Oh, well, well, it, well, I can tell you this. Okay, so. Uh, we pull up. I mean, there's somebody called in because there's a lady they don't know in their uh, banging on their door, and now in her car, sleep in the driveway. Me and this other dude show up, just as sure as shit. Toe down, white lady, young white girl, nothing but a sweatshirt on, and just beaver free. For us to see what we got there, you know what I'm saying? And so, and so we was like, "Damn, she's gone off of some shit, right?" And so, and so my man is, you know, talking to the people at the door, and I'm, you know, uh, after we sh- both tried to shake her, I understood she, you know, we're waiting for EMS now, you know, mm-hmm. ain't nobody fucking around with her shit. She ain't waking up unless she's slur- slobbering and shit, right? And so I'm going through her shit. Lo and behold, and I mean, this is like 94 or 5, somewhere around there, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe 95. And I needed that bread, man. <laughs> Yo, and when I was going through her shit, there was like, I think about twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300, man. Mm-hmm. And everything is relative, you know what I'm saying? Right. That might as well be ten grand right now. As far yeah, as but at 24 25 you know? that's right. big blue. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so, and I got a family, and I'm about to go on this uh, trip, vacation and stuff. Mm. It's boom, right? And ain't nobody looking at me. Right. She's laid out this and that. My man, I mean, because I immediately after I saw, you know, instinct will have you pop your head up to see if anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, there was nobody, but I just quickly closed it, you know, because, man, I was just... I was on a different journey at the time and it was all Christian like and everything else. And it was like, damn, but, but now, I mean, you know, I think back and it's like, damn, I was on the journey and, and God was like, I'm trying to reveal myself to you. And I ignored the call. <laughs> Cause I know. <laughs> I ignored the call and it, and it cost me. And that whole time I was on vacation, I was thinking about them damn thirteen hundred dollars. Bro, you did the right thing. Bro, you <laughs> did the right thing. You did the right thing. You did the right thing. You may have answered the call. Yeah, you, you may have answered the call in the proper way. Yeah, the proper. You like, you know, you're blessed. You're blessed now, and See, you, you put know, it this so. way. it's it's decades later, and that shit, I still remember it. <laughs> okay, so yeah. it obviously touched me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, you, you should be you should be in awe of your profound honesty. I'm trying to tell you, mad at yourself for being, you know. 
You no, were, that was just that. Well, that instance, I didn't take nothing, but I did some shit though. But you know, I just didn't. I didn't. I just didn't take that bread. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you were you you're you were a respectful, hardworking man. You actually like stood up to the. You actually you embodied what a police officer was to supposed to be at that model. time. Protect and serve. Exactly. She so. had a damsel in distress in her car. Damn near butt naked. Yeah, she yeah. violated herself. You did not. You decided is, not to further she violate was her. Airing it out. Man. No, no trial. There was no trial about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, tri- no, yo, I'm good. I'm good with you right now, bro. I'm gonna give you a pound. I'm gonna give you a pound right now. Fist bump. You ain't missed that 1300. Your kids did. <laughs> Believe it. Sure. Sure. Sorry. Sure. That was just too easy. Nah, ain't nothing. I understand. Yeah. Yo, but you know what, man? Whatever with them days. That's why I don't have a lot of people be like, yo, I, you know, if we can go back to this and go back to that. If I had to do that shit again, well, I don't want to go back to nothing. Well, things have changed. I'm cool in the hearing now. <laughs> well, you know, th- listen, things have changed. It's never going back to the way it was. We got nostalgia. We got memories. But, you know, and that's good for us. I don't know what the fuck the next generation has to look forward to. Because we're not like this generation doesn't seem to be whole. I think maybe COVID is taking care of a lot of that. It's taking a lot of people out. It's taking a lot of different jobs out. When I'm. I don't mean like out like dead. I don't want anybody to like, but I mean like out of position. Everything has changed. It's all moving around. And I was having a conversation with someone today about the real estate business. And everyone is kind of just on the sideline perched, trying to wait for the old things that used to happen to start happening again. And I'm not so sure that that's what we're going through right now. I like I call this like a great reset where all industries and all businesses are being changed. And since it's all being changed, we can't expect anything. That's just my particular like point of view. How do you feel about that? Rob, how do you what do you think about that? Can you expect hey, you know, I, I, I work for a company that has lost, you know, will in back to back years lose over a hundred million dollars each year. Like it's different now. It's got to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do things the same. You know, eventually, we think the money will return. Will revenues will get back up to where they used to be? But right now, it's just not. And you know, the way people think about how they spend their entertainment dollars, what they have in terms of entertainment dollars, it's all up in the air right now. There's still a ton of people right. who are out of work. You know, who haven't gone back to work. Those people used to be customers. Who knows? what the circumstances are that are going to get them back to work. Are they going to, you know, they're going to stay out long enough that the, that the market sort of shifts and starts to, to give them some of the things that they need. So they're comfortable going back to work or they're just going to sit around the edges and go, you know, after taking some time off, like everybody's had a chance to reflect. Right. And a lot of people have realized that the way that they've been hustling and grinding all these years ain't really paying off and, and ain't really smart. There's really no, it has no security. There's, there's, no, there's security, no security, and that's what there's no there's no connection for. between the person and the company. Like everybody's just sort of cut adrift now, and you know, you do your thing. Company does their thing. You know, certain point doesn't work out. Peace. There's no benefit. <laughs> just to cut it. you loose, and there's no yeah. There's no there's no reason to hang out. I was. Talking- I think it's revolution. 
It feels like revolution, and I'm not talking about no fucking gun battles. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Just let's let's be clear to all the motherfucking haters that would go in that direction. Right. Okay, I'm talking about I'm talking about people a a a, a way to leverage. So as you guys were talking, I'm thinking, okay, my mind always goes to the end result. Okay, people are saying I'm not going to go back to this because, like Rob was saying, they're waking up to the fact that. This this is a cul-de-sac right here. You know, I'm I'm not I'm trying to you know I I got bigger dreams than that, right? And so and or their or just their bodies are just shutting down uh from that, just from the what do they call it? Uh uh atrophy mundane de- daily routine. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So it and so, wears and so, you down. It wears it you down does. like a and, like and, a triple. And I'm gonna tell you something. I, I spent I spent most of my life so far in that routine, most of my adult life in that routine. And my motto had always been, I work to earn enough money to one day finance my own ideas, right? Because I knew none of those routines was going to ever work for me as a way to, that's why I couldn't do no 20 years in the fucking army. That's what I want to be known by. I mean, you know, no offense to the people who did that. I, I I give you credit for survival, but no that wasn't go, that 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 wasn't an idea of of freedom to me. So that or anything else. And so at the end of the day, shit. Uh, damn, I lost my chain of thought. I think that Gumby kicked in. Man. Well, let me just <laughs> let me just ask uh, you. Hold on, no, no, I was I wanted I was coming to a point though. Shit. Well, what do you, but Gene, what do you yeah, think about, about the revolution that's coming? About the revolution and, oh, and work? Oh, yeah. And... So, 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 yeah. So, people, so now that people are out of work, they still have the obligation to address the issue because there's a domino effect that they may or may not want in, in many cases mm. to just taking a hard stance against it. Okay. You don't work, you don't eat. That's the hard stance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that creates that's a much bigger problem for them if they want to test the people like that. Well, generally know? that's so what I'm, I, no. Well, generally that's what De Blasio is saying with the mandate that he put forward in New York, where we're always talking about the police don't have to haven't had to be vaccinated. He put a hard date on it on Friday, where if you're a New York City municipal worker, if you're not vaxxed, then you don't come to work or you're not welcome at work anymore. And that's starting on Monday. And he actually sat there in front of people and said that the reason why I'm putting this forward is because maybe they won't do it now, but a week from now, two weeks from now, when they get to the point where they got to pay those bills, they're looking at eviction. They're going to go in, they're going to take that shot and they're going to go to work. So the rubber is actually hitting the road in that position. Just like you said, Gene, this is where we're, this is where we are as a society where it's really not so much about the shot. I don't. Th- I think the two are intertwined is what I'm trying to get at. Having to take the shot and having to go to work in order to pay your bills, in order to get you back on the hamster wheel. Because the wheel must keep turning. But does it really have to keep yeah, turning? Yeah, well, it's, that, that's what's well, evolving, though. That was going to be my point. The hamster wheel is what, has to, is, is what it's evolving. Now, okay, so even though we say we're not going to be 
participate on the hamster wheel this way, it doesn't mean the hamster wheel goes away. It means they go to work. Yeah, right. You know right. <laughs> and reshaping or whatever. Exactly. Right. So that's what I. So, that, yeah, that's what I want to talk yeah. about. I want to talk about how are they going to re-engineer it because we see a lot of talk with the. Um, we're with not. This, we're not going to. Great... We're not. Well, this Biden bill well, is kind of. I mean, we're, we're the Biden bill. All of it is all part of the same bullshit system. Right. Pardon my French. So, you know, we're going to pay 15. We're going to, you know, we're going to start paying people, quote unquote, livable wages, supposedly. You know, restaurant workers now are going to start to earn $15, equal pay across the house. The restaurant business is one that I've been reading a lot about lately because it's right. one that baffles me because there's no, there are very few places where you actually pay what the meal is worth. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you take it, if you put into account, the man hours, the cost of the food, the rent, whatever, you're almost never paying what the meal is actually worth. Like if they had to break it down and say, okay, we got to sell X number of these to make this nut. Okay, this is what this is what each meal is going to cost. You wouldn't get anybody through the doors like that. So the restaurant margins are ridiculously thin, so they're talking about paying people $15 an hour, paying people in the front and the back of the house the same wage, getting them regularly scheduled wages so that they know, hey, because right now if you're a restaurant worker, you make, 250 an hour plus tips right you know if you're front of the house so some weeks you do really well some weeks you don't get nothing um but it's all about keeping people in the system you know they're always talking about people you got to go and start your own business so you got to go be an entrepreneur start your own business well starting your own business is being part of the hamster wheel i used to always tell my ex because she was big on that i'm gonna start my own business i'm gonna be my own boss like, even if you have your own business, you still have a boss, mm-hmm. whether it's the landlord of the building you're renting, your customers, you know, try disappointing yeah. a customer and see how well you eat next month. Mm. Right. Like, mm. there's always a boss. And the way the system is, stru- is currently structured, there was always a boss because there's always a bill due. At no point are we moving towards a collective that is better than what we're doing. All we're doing is finding new ways to get people to work and keep contributing to the same system. Gene? Like, that's why I say the hamster wheel is not going to change. We might, you know, we're going to come up with some new money here. We're going to give them a little bone there. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing. I'll tell you you this, though. They can't predict the outcome if – they can't predict the outcome if they don't have it planned out to the T. And so uh, the, the hamster wheel, in my opinion, inevitably has to change simply because Okay, guys, we got to put our trays up for takeoff. Where's Dad? Oh, he's in the back. We could only get three seats together. Daddy has my pillow. We'll get it later. Can you not put your feet up, please? Why aren't we going? (sighs) We must be in line for takeoff. Like security? Well, that was a different line. I have to go. We just sat down. But I have to go. The seatbelt sign's on. Why aren't we moving? Hey, no picking. We're just 15th in line for takeoff. Son of a... Don't go there. Go on a real vacation. Go RVing. Learn more at GoRVing.com. All of the uh, all of the roads, if you would, all, all of the components of the wheel have changed. It's still functioning as a hamster wheel in many ways, but there have been some components that have changed, and that allows for people to be a little bit more free and thought and everything else and in practice than they were when they had to drive. Uh, and I'm using real-world examples, drive an hour and an hour and a half one way to a place that you're going to spend another eight to 10 hours from depending on whatever profession you're in and then drive that same hour and hour. Yo, 
that to barely be able to afford to do all that stuff. I liken it to this. So the hamster wheel that has been functioning has been the same as black people in the field picking cotton. The new hamster wheel, (laughs) that doesn't work anymore. Okay, everybody's noticing. Oh, we out here picking cotton, you know? And it's hot as fuck out here. We're not getting benefits. Everybody, everybody. (laughs) This is some bullshit. Everybody's Everybody's picking cotton. And and then, you know, they don't physically have a person that will whip you and keep you on there, right? Besides tapping into your fears. So they have to evolve. They have to change the perception. They have to change. Not only that, you know, and in doing that, they've been... They've been doing it since inception because they've had to. They are the masters at it. They are but the masters maybe of perception. Maybe their challenges ha- are being met these days in that I keep going back to it, man. The beautiful thing about the internet is, is, is that a lie can't stay alive very long. And that's why they're trying to have their hand is in many social media, platform, social media platforms so they can control the narrative so that they can make a liar exist a little bit longer <laughs> yeah before they before they have to adjust their shit you well know? perception is definitely a thing i was talking to um a guy this week something about stocks oh it was about the billionaire tax you know these people are up here up in arms and they're cheering the fact that the billionaire tax is getting stopped it affects about 700 people in this country And if you're a billionaire, you don't really need what they're looking at taxing you for. It's like you're not at a point where that that extra 150 million that the government is going to take from you is not going. You weren't going to use that for anything. Yeah, you're not going to use that for anything. So it's like the logic behind people cheering for that. The reason why they're doing such a thing is because there's a balance, there's a pie, and there's a certain amount of money that circulates amongst all of our people all the people here in this country. And when too many people are getting the pie and not enough other people are getting the pie, then you get poverty in those areas. They call it socialism. What it actually is is social engineering. And it's been done since the beginning of time. This is the only time since probably the early 1900s when this country was first being plundered by the people who um, those generations of families that are still able to plunder without question to this very day, um, that billionaires are starting to question the value of you. The reason why I say this is because this guy said to me that, you know, well, half of the country is middle class and everything. Half of the country has middle class problems and this and that and this. And it... It wasn't said in this context. It was said in another context. And he said it like matter-of-factly like, you know, well, the middle class is going to stop this. And the first thing that popped in my mind is like, do you realize that most Americans in this country, the average adult makes $30,000 a year? So even if you're married and you're with someone else, that's a total of $60,000 a year. It's not much money. That's not middle class. If that's middle class, the middle class is fucked. That's not vacations. That's not like time off. That's like what you clear. $60,000. You're not living high on the hog in the United States in most places on $60,000 a year. So like you said, Rob, about the perception piece of it. These people, of course, this was a Caucasian guy. So his perception is that he's people that are like him or that are making money in that range are middle class people. 
They're not. They're lower class people. They just haven't redefined themselves as middle class. So along those lines, there were a lot of financial things going on in my mind this week. Um, and this bill that's not going to get passed, that's not going to do, you know, as much as they would like for it to do, or it would be intended because it's socialism. And, you know, it's always interesting whenever the, whenever one side is in there, money doesn't matter when the other side's in there, we're like going down to the very, every dime matters. We're going down to the very penny and these agendas are pushed back and they're just changing the math. And something like an infrastructure bill that would build a super train is probably too much for people in the United States of America to really, like, wrap their heads around anyway. A train that gets you from where I live on Long Island to, like, Manhattan in, like, 30 minutes? Oh, nah, that's too easy. Part of the whole thing of breaking your psyche down and and keeping you uh, an automaton so you don't have enough time. Every second is calculated every moment if you don't think it isn't then why do you think your phone every time you get an app on your phone they want all your information they're tracking you if even if you don't have your google on i guarantee you everyone has an app on their phone that can track their movements where the fbi could track your movements from everywhere that every step that you take during the course of the day if you don't think that that's there then you're naive you're just naive And people are distracted with politics and, you know, white people, especially they're fighting over, they're fighting over two guys that wear adult diapers. Like, where's your initiative? And I thought about Obama. The guy was so virile and young and like, you know, he, he made girls make videos about him. You know, who's making a video about like, these guys, that's not halfway off their halfway off their rocker. It's the changeover, right. the the fear of that virility in this country. It's just all different, and everything needs to change. And no one knows which direction to go in. So what they do is they cheer for billionaires. That just shows you who has all the money. The fact that all these people that are in these desperate situations are cheering because a billionaire doesn't have to pay money that would probably help them in their situation and fund the programs and things that they need. But yeah, but that's all built into the American dream. Man. That's, part of, that's part of the illusion. Uh, you don't think it's part of the illusion. But those people care. No, they don't. If they're the they're taxed or not. No, they do. A lot of As them do. Fact, I think, I they think, do care because they think, vote against it every time. You know why? Because it's it's owning it's owning the other side. Because they know that the other side wants it, so they don't want them to have it, and that's good enough. And yeah, that's, a, this is America, Holmes. Like nobody's is you know it's the land of the free and the home of the brave. Like if you were enterprising enough to take that shot and to make that money, who are we to tax you for that money? And everybody believes that they're one idea away from being that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's And that's yeah, the thing I'm, that holds that's the thing that holds that BS up. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying the same thing. Yeah, I mean it holds it up. Sure. It holds it up, it keeps it going and it keeps them down simultaneously. You know, the yeah, the other well, they're not. The, the other flip side of that coin is that like they could easily just give the money away if they they could like really donate to like the betterment of man. 
but they don't do that. Well, you they know? are. Yeah, yeah by that's going actually, uh, by going to space. You know going to the space? research that came out of the space program? That's true. They did go to space. We got Teflon and Tang. Yeah, <laughs> but I think we paid for that. I think that our parents paid for that as taxpayers. Now they're doing it. Yeah, they're they privatizing did, but still, it. I mean, there's value in, in, in getting, in, yeah, they've privatized it, but, you know, the technology, they're going to sell us the, te- the technology they're coming up with now. They're going to sell us that later. Well, we'll pay for it later. We'll pay for it later. <laughs> Mighty Jenison. Mighty White. Yeah, we'll pay for it yeah. later. Believe me. Mighty White. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's as they, as they continue to build their empires. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're exploring space. People, people on Earth don't have food to eat, don't have houses, so to live in, but we're going to colonize the Mar- we're going to colonize Mars because that's where American priorities are. Right, and here's here's okay, perfect segue. Here's a related topic, subject, or question. So, do you think it's just uh, by chance that uh, Hollywood always creates these scenarios where you know uh, some type of a, major change or apocalypse you know and uh it turns to this 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 and this and 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 we always feel like we're on the road to one of those visions do you think any of that is by chance or is it connected well what a lot of people believe that that hollywood is seeding us right they said it's what do they say it's seeding our minds the fourth arm of government right to keep your keep your thoughts and your minds like focused to where you're supposed to be that's why art is important because when you have when people are making art on their own and they're not selling out and they're doing the right they're doing the right thing and they're creating their visions, those visions affect people on a different level. I was listening to some music today. I actually was listening to a rock song today and the shit was fucking great. And I thought to myself, when the song ended, I just turned the radio off and I said to myself, that is the last time anyone will make something that great. Anyone really? in that genre will make anything what that the, great. Uh, what was the song? And I'll tell you if, if Stairway to if Heaven that even makes sense. Stairway to Heaven. That's pretty, <laughs> you know, that's a pretty popular song, you know. Yeah. It's too bad this is radio you and not know. TV, folks. Exactly. <laughs> Jeans looks at everything She's like, like fuck that listen, thing. <laughs> I listen. I like I like all types of mu- music. I I always say that. Again, but that you just it's the like, greatest. I mean, I over say, like I didn't say Zeppelin greatest. Songs. I didn't listen. There are there are Freddie yeah. Freddie Mer- um, Mercury songs. There were literally know, that was the greatest. There were li- no, I didn't say the greatest. There, I said a great song. There were literally like hundreds of great songs that have been made throughout oh, all different types of genres. There's other songs. Okay, there's other songs as well. But I'm saying what you're not hearing is you're not hearing great creative artistic music come from out of that genre. Is that something I would listen to like every day in my life? Fuck no. I ain't in the mood for that shit every day. But when I hear something, I like to hear quality music instead of the same, you know, drum kick, the same like the same like ideas, the same pop modules that they a lot of these think, singers. I you think can a whole just, lot of love was better than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. well, listen. Uh, That's it. Listen, they had, they had, they had a couple great songs. They had a couple. I, great yeah, songs. I mean, but I, I think that wasn't even. I mean, but I know that became very popular, and you know, people 
I like the segues in the drunk, song. I like the guitars. Love the karaoke that one, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking about karaoke. I'm talking about the original. Listen, I'm giving the song its props. Yeah, I know. I'm giving the song its props. But what I'm saying is that that creativity, that creativity, is part of what ails people right now, because of the fact that that music used to sit there and it would make you like feel it, and that generation of kids felt it. You know, they stole fueled, that shit though, man. Of course Fuck they, them. of course they no. Stole that shit. Listen, listen. You cannot <laughs> listen. You can, you cannot. They listen. They built music. Is not something that you really steal per se, unless you're like, unless man, you're like, whatever, man. unless you're, unless you're in Sam Goody back in the you. day. No, but they, no, but listen. They play well, right? They, they no, they well. will. They will tell you. That's why I love watching the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff because every time those guys get up there. The ones that are real, they say, yo, respect to this one and that one, Little Richard, respect to this guy, um, um, you know, who who played they did the movie with him, um what was Chuck it? Berry. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Little Richard, Chuck Berry. Um uh, Money Waters. Waters, Money Waters, that's it. Money yeah. Waters, you know, even Big Mama Thornton. These guys, they have respect for that music and they give they get they pay homage. To those guys and everything, they pay homage to the ones that that taught them, and that they they and that they actually came up. Yeah. The musicians are different than the music business. There's a difference between oh, the yeah, rapper. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, and the yeah. There's a difference okay. between I mean the- right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Those musicians are what's missing. Fuck the fuck all the executives and all those other people and all these other guys. Like I don't even like this music now. The only way you can get music out right now. And the only way you can really make money off of music, it seems, is if you have a corporate backer. If a corporation you don't is like, backing I, you. You don't like I'm Too Sexy? What do you mean? Um, from the 90s, you don't like I'm that Too song? Sexy. For White Club. Said Fred? From Drake. White Said Fred? Oh, I'm, I'm Too Sexy Drake. by Drake. Oh, uh-huh. I haven't and even... Drake and Future. I haven't even... Y'all be bumping that shit when it come on, man? I don't even know the, t- I don't even know the name of the song. I don't even know the... I don't even know... I'm Too Sexy. I would have it's to hear take it. Off of the right said Fred. It's the, it's a take off the right said Fred. So. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't you know, you can't shit. you can't mess with that because when the original came out, X was all over that one. Oh yeah, because like, I was too sexy. And especially, especially, if, especially if he had if he had a little syrup in him. I was. If he had a little juice in him. I was. He, he was way too sexy. I was. It was true. Matter of fact. Matter of fact, this is this is way too much, and this might be out of bounds. This may wind up on the cutting room floor. But the night that uh, you got took down in in uh, Juniper Park, Juniper you were Park. you were quoting right said Fred right before you gave your lunch back. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that is gonna get cut. So, um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, and- check that out. No, all this came from you saying I don't even like the music right now. But I'm gonna tell you, sir, some of that shit is is it's still it's still art and it's still a it's still a child of. You know, some some before, very very man. very it's like very very rare and it's not in the volume of what it used to be now it's like the musicians used to play because they they had that calling they needed that and that's what it like ails when you see people that yeah when you see people that are out there shooting up banks and shooting up schools and stuff and just like shooting people that's probably a frustrated musician and doesn't even know it because they were supposed to be playing guitar for a band somewhere but instead, doesn't have an outlet. Doesn't have an outlet. But, but, but where you know? So, fifty years ago, it was One something to do. It. it was something to do, and it was fun, and you might make some money. 
and then it became a way to get rich. Yeah. And then it got fucked up. Yeah. Because that's that's the process. Like money ruins everything at some point. Right. You know, but where do we but where do we even teach kids to be creative? We don't. That we've cut yeah, we've cut pressure. a lot of yeah. music programs money, from public money, schools. Yeah. Mo- money where, where's the place even, that we're teaching people even... to be creative? We're not. I mean, that's because that's. I'm telling you something. All these are circles, but it comes. It goes back to. I mean, this is capitalism shit. We don't give a fuck about teaching nobody shit. But it's ain't we capitalism though. This ain't we capitalism though. We got we got you enough subsidies <laughs> that this shit ain't capitalism. Oh yeah, but that's socialism. what I'm talking about. It. What I'm yeah, talking about is caring. Corporate. There's socialism. programs and shit and everything mm. else, but even the over the overall philosophy of just caring is not there. It's not even though it, it it doesn't mix with capitalism anyway. You know, I think you that, know because you, you, the only thing you care about is the, is the bottom line. I think right? that before as as, I, think that, I think that I think that before I'm sorry, I'm sorry for cutting you off, Gene. My bad, my bad, my bad. I I was done till you said that. Oh shit. Well, well, listen. I mean, you I know, I that, moved on. Yeah, okay. Man. Well, what I'm my saying, my shit is. My shit, yeah. My shit is fluid, man. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Fluid. So, fluid, yeah. fluid. Fluid. So listen, like I would, like, like, my thought was before we even get into all this other stuff, there's a spiritual aspect of us that's completely and totally lost. And um, they can't, and it, it has to be brought back, you know, or... That's it. It's Quaintance. She's talking about church? I'm talking about no, church. Listen, no, that ain't music is spiritual. That ain't going to help. Music is spiritual. Oh, music is spiritual. Music, music is, is vibrational. Okay. It's vibrational. Oh, music, so spiritual. Music, oh, yeah. Music is energetic. It's vibrational. Like, it affects us in ways that we can't even understand. Mm-hmm. But we're not building people who want to explore, who oh. want to create. But we're building robots. Purpose? Yes. What's its purpose? Music's it's, divine it's, purpose, or it's the it's purpose that it's being purpose. serving now? Yeah, not now. We, we understand. I, I think I think music's divine purpose. Working. That's a good question. I, th- I think you know? music's divine purpose is to help us harmonize <laughs> with one another. Mm-hmm. For those vibe, for those, for us to tune into those vibrations and feel connected. Mm-hmm. Like that's what music's really about. Like when you hear a song, like I can there are songs that. that bang, and like you just feel it deep in your chest. And you don't even understand that. Mm-hmm. Like it's just vi- it, the vibrations just set you and change your mood because mm-hmm. everything's vibrational. Yeah, and, and that's what music's supposed that's to. What, be. That's what. That's what. That's what. That's uh, what. Karma Camellia used to do for X too. This really? Karma Camellia. This he, he was. A, he was. A, he was a, yeah, a boy George Backer before the rest of us were. Spiritual, <laughs> this take him to a spiritual place. This motherfucker. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though. Like Karma Camellia. <laughs> no, I, far from right. I, I, yeah, listen, friend, you know but I did. I, listen, I did give. Box of the Heart was a really good song. Yeah, I did tell. I uh, I do remember saying to people like, "Yo, y'all look at the way this dude is looking, but his music is tight." Like his skills are his skills are boy George that motherfucker was a great 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 musician, a great singer, a great musician. He like yeah, but I was just a stab in the dark. I know, yeah. Listen, yo, I think I, I you know that know was, it was a, it was a I good stab. It was a good stab. I guess. Well, <laughs> I don't even know if that. Maybe I should edit that out. But um, <laughs> but nah, yo, listen, I I. It's what you, it's like what you, it's like what you do that we make jokes and everything, 
And like this even like goes back to like the same shit that we were talking about with Chappelle and all that other stuff and everything and what he was saying. We make jokes about everybody, everybody like, you know, in just your regular life. But Boy George's music was dope. George Michael's music sometimes was dope. It was that bullshit that brought us to here we are, where we are today. But he did it first and he did it better. They did it first and they George, did it better. George Michael shit was banging. Banging. You know, you're not, you're not, you're not having Rest listening in peace, to music. Estes, by the way. Who? Dion Estes, the bass player for Wham. Oh. Uh, he also wow. had a, a solo song that he did, uh, Heaven Help Us, that George Michael sang back up on. Okay. Wow. Heaven Help Me, I'm sorry. And but he's yeah, gone he too. He was the bass player for Wham. He passed last week, yeah. Like, music doesn't, music doesn't, like, music doesn't have any, it doesn't ask any questions. You know, good music doesn't ask any questions. Man, it's look, just there. I, I, understand, I understand that. I understand that perspective, right? At the same time, there was plenty of music around the same era that if it got the attention that that music got, that shit would have been on the show some goddamn where, or it, would, it wouldn't have been so dope that we, we, we want to bring it up as some spiritual experience or some shit. Fuck them. They did nothing for black people. <laughs> but yo, uh, plenty of dudes I know. <laughs> plenty of dudes I know <laughs> used to sing the shit out Woo! of the teacher. <laughs> and leave it to G to keep you on point. The blue songs out trying point. to sing teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I had no goddamn spirit. My all oh my, my all my spiritual experiences, I, I have to say, very few of them, if any, were on uh, rock music. Pink Floyd and the Army. I had a spiritual experience because the first time this dude hit me to Pink Floyd, we was huffing glue. And I'm telling you, I had a <laughs> spiritual experience that day. And so, I, so, so I didn't forget Pink Floyd. <laughs> but all the real spiritual experiences, I'm telling you, have either been in gospel or R&B, uh, maybe some uh, uh, hip hop or this, that, or Bro, whatever. You, listen you know to what I'm saying? Uh, I, but mostly, I can't even. I can't even put on the old soul singers like Lenny Williams and and like Al Green. And everything. Oh no, not it no just... more. I heard enough of that. Sh- oh, oh, I can do our green now. Come oh, on. please, That's man. Blast for me. Listen, no, no, let me finish. No, listen, no, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Let me finish my damn sentence, nigga. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can't okay. listen to that okay, shit. Okay. I can't listen to that without it changing my whole vibe for the day. I listen to the I listen to the old uh, funk R and B sets, and it's just like. Mm. It's like tribal. It's like in you, you know. It's like music to me yeah. is just like I just hear music. I just love to listen to good music, and that's why I guess we sound like every other generation that was like you know bebop from bebop to to jazz to to rock and roll music to rap, you know, to country, which is now rap with the guitar, you know, because that's all we're we're doing with is the rapping. guitar. We're no. rock with a twang. Yeah, Seven, rock with a twang. They, they're just rapping. Everybody's rapping I mean, now. Lil Nas is country. Yeah, the, he's just he's rapping. Country. He's just rapping. Uh, I went to see Brantley Gilbert a couple years ago, okay. and I'm sure y'all don't know who he is. Not a fucking but he's clue. a big country artist. I was about to he's ask who she artist. is. Does and, she look good? And is, and it is, you know, 
big fire explosions going off and he is pounding that guitar and you know it was cool but it was like this ain't necessarily country no that's this, right it's like rock and roll but it doesn't but, you know they call it what they want they call it what they want and they just rapping with guitars <laughs> now boom my girl had a truck luck i never had a good country luck. experience man no there's a lot of good country not, out there not, no, I mean when I say good country, I mean no country. The countryside. I was in the National Guard in Florida uh, for a spell. Let's say after I got out of the regular army, right? Okay. So I was in the National Guard in Florida, and we drilled in Arcadia, Florida. And if ever you have time to apt to fucking do nothing, I mean to waste in the worst way, go ahead and look that city up, Arcadia, Florida. Okay, and its demographics. Well, this was the 90s, and I promise you, man, there were still white boys down there that said nigger regularly in an offensive way. That's and, Florida. You know, Is there you an know, offensive and, way and, for and, them to say it? <laughs> oh, no. Well, when they just try to be. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and. Uh, oh, and, heck. And I, drive more, through, I drive through Arcadia two or three times way. a year. Okay. <laughs> okay, so so, and I'm telling you something, man, their country was never even remotely attractive enough to I remember Achy Breaky Heart. I used to make fun of the song though. I know you know where they it was dear to them. Like that, that one of them motherfuckers wanted to fight me over making fun of the Achy Breaky Heart song. Like it was a I mean they was just I mean some cracker fired crackers. Bro. So they better I mean, not be complaining about Miley today. <laughs> <laughs> they better not be complaining about Miley in her booty shorts oh, today no. then. I'm gonna tell you something. Social media has changed everything. There's still hate, right? But but it's still, it, you know, one thing about, if I say anything has changed, what has changed is their freedoms on brandishing their hate. Okay? That has changed, and which means that they have to have different outlets than they were accustomed to, which is the extreme outlet, you know, t- you know, Tar feather. Okay. All right. So we're gonna. My, my mom so, moved to Florida. Know, my mom moved to Miami. So, so, my freshman year of high college, and I spent a summer yeah. down there. And afterwards, I kept telling anybody who would listen, like, "Yo, they were like, oh, Miami's cool." I'm like, "Yo, Miami is cool, but it's still the South." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, man. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what y'all. Th- I don't know what y'all thinking, but guess what? It's still the South. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It even felt like that in Atlanta a little bit, you know. It's like, God damn, man, when do you get north? It, not until you get to the DMV area, I guess, you know. Everything well, else below that is just south. I, I, I've always considered everything south of Staten Island to be the south. Mm. <laughs> well, and, and I live south of Staten Island. And I'm going to, and on that note, since I, I covered rock and I covered R&B, I'm going to end the show by mentioning my my only country song that I really like which was the one by Shania Tween when she was singing about the four-wheel drive about messing up her man's truck. And every time I think about that song, I remember was when that my before, girl... Uh, that was Before She Cheats? Yeah, no, Before She else, Cheats, huh? right. And every time I hear that's that song, Shania, is it? I think about my lady putting her foot in the front of my, of my Ultima, my beautiful Ultima, and leaving a big foot stain there just because she was just mean. And that's the only correlation I can make to country songs because country songs are about the same things. Cheating women. Yo, I'm telling you right now. Driving your pickup. One country album to buy. 
go by Ray Charles's Modern Sounds in Country and Western. You said Ray Charles. I could dig that. You said Ray Charles. I've heard Ray, that. Yo, because yo, if you would have said you. if you would have said both somebody, I was gonna I slap it. I was gonna reach through this thing and slap Bo the Diddley. shit out of you. I ain't playing no uh, bows. And, and, and also Darius Rucker. Darius <laughs> Rucker. But. Ray oh Charles yeah, I like is, Darius. Ray Rucker. Charles is modern sounds in country like western. That's, that's, who that? that's Hootie, right? Who that? Yeah, that's Hootie. Yeah. Who the who? Oh, I like him. Yeah. Who the who? No, I just want to see him I mean, like a month ago. I'd rather be with you. That's him, right? That's him, yeah. That's him, yeah. Uh huh. And yeah, guess what, fellas? That's it. Ah. Yeah. Show's over. <laughs> we're, we're, we're free falling. That, that's us getting the bum rush out the door. That's right. That's right. John, John, John has told us we're not allowed to hang out anymore. We don't have to go home, but no. we do have to get the hell out yes. of here. From yeah, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Robert Brooks. Go ahead, Gene. Country keep talking. Go ahead, Gene. Say something so that way. You you can... ever hey, you ever you watch some of the low budget movies off of Prime? Yeah, you know? that's what and, this and, is. Low budget. This, this is about like the soundtrack to that's the it. Low budget. <laughs> you know? Low budget. And it's a soundtrack. Low very budget. Similar. Low budget. You know the movies that you sit there for about thirteen. And a half minutes before you say, "Nah, fuck this. I gotta find something else and click off of it." Listen, oh, bro. And something sort of tangentially related to our conversation today. Is any, have any of you seen Ted Lasso on Apple Plus? I love that show. Love that. All show. about kindness. All love about honesty and kindness. Yeah. So like, we should try. It's that. amazing. And you know, that's kind of like with this, with what we've done the last couple of weeks. I like, you know, I kind of wanted to dial it back and make it a little bit uh, more fun for us and everything and. Less like you know work, so I hope that it, you guys have felt the love and kindness the oh, last yeah, you couple did a of great weeks. Job, John. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah, thank it, you. I'd feel a little thank bit you. more if you were to sing some culture club for us right now. Uh, if you were to sing us out some culture club, yeah, I bet yeah, you yeah, would. And I bet <laughs> you <laughs> would, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 a at the ninth grade talent show. I bet you would. Yep. Yeah. 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 I would love for it. Well, you know I what? Hate, I'm not going to say By the way, that. I I'll, hate I'll tumble for you. I'll tumble for <laughs> you. <laughs> I hate the 80s. I'm telling you, I hate the 80s, man. Oh, man, we grew the up, we grew up so in the 80s, man. MTV with their bullshit. I know, yeah, man, but but at I'm least we had but at least we had access to the great music from the ten the years songs, and twenty years before that. None of the songs I heard on BLS or on Kiss, none of them shits had videos on MTV. Nope, <laughs> nope. That's why you had to watch Ralph McDonald. But you know what? They <laughs> didn't music box. But you know what? They didn't need them though. You know, sometimes I just put on the 80s stations. I put on the, the 70s and the 80s stations yeah, where they had Cool in the Gang, Ohio Players. Before you is one that was able to be on there. That's what my, that's what I'm saying. When you sit there, I'm talking about you do a shoulder shimmy to to Rob singing "I'll Tumble for You." I'm telling you, man, they yo that was some deep well, programming. You need well, to erase but, no, that but, but, shit, bro. No, see, but, see, see now, Gene, <laughs> we got programmed in a different way. I, I'll speak up for my brother here because one of the things okay. that I'm just I, fucking I, oh, with let, it. like this. Let me let me say it for, I'll say it for me, and John can agree or disagree, but. There was a there was a group of Puerto Rican girls at East Junior High, and they were all into that European stuff. So mm-hmm. they were listening. They were all into the the Duran Duran uh, mm-hmm. and all that stuff that was coming out of Europe before um, club music came out. Before club music really started, before freestyle. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you want to catch that crowd, that's where you had to go. That's true. And so, you know, no what was that place in, in, in Everybody was. a federal. Was it Faces? Yes, yes. Listen, when you're young, you're hunting. You, when you're young, you were hunting back then. And you, and you gotta go where you gotta go to a target gotta, rich environment. That's right, sir. And you might as well like, you know, oh, the program, so, bro. So so when you did so when you grooved out tumble for you, right? You thinking about those good times. But of course. You think about those but good of times. Course. Those good times that's that's all related to it. That's course. related to it. And that's the that's the that's the whole point that I was making about music from the very beginning because I listened to those songs and I remember those times. And that's what, like, that's what makes me happy and whole as a person. It, like, fills my soul and keeps me going and wakes me up in the morning and not being angry. Because there's a lot of things that you could be angry about in this world. There's a million things you could be angry about. But you got to go out and you got to search your joy. And you got to search for your love. So it's like we can, we talk about a lot of different things on this show. And... A lot of it is we make jokes and we're kind of doing sarcasm about what's really going on in the world, which is mostly serious stuff. But we're not that serious when it comes to that. We're not because like we found our peace and our joy. And I just like other people to try to find theirs and everything. So that's what we're, that's what we're going to leave maybe, it at. Maybe after we get done talking here tonight, not you guys, but the audience, those we were inspired, go and put on an Al Green record and see how it makes you feel. Trying to tell you, but don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Go ahead. Well, you know, you might have to start slowly. They might they might have to do it alone just so they can get that feeling in their body, and then that'll inspire them to call somebody. Mm. You know, they'll be two-stepping in the, in the living room by themselves. They'll be like, you know what, I need a partner for this. Mm. And if you're in your 20s and you're listening <laughs> to this, we need more babies. Born in trouble. Uh, what was <laughs> the photograph? <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole uh scene in there where they listen to some al green yeah in the photograph yeah man and it, it sounds good yeah man like yeah, you know exactly man. what they doing at that moment yeah man it don't just start and end yo, at hip-hop I, yeah it doesn't just start and end at hip-hop yo al green simply beautiful is i'm telling you man that's it that's in rotation i hear that ever so often just because Man, I'm about to turn this off and turn on one of my services that I'm not going to give them free advertising, and I'm just going to smoke it and relax and chill. Born in Trouble, 35th episode. Peace. Tribute to 